0: This is the University of Northern Colorado Bears Coaches Show. Live at the GOAT Sports Bar on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Blake Olson and Matt Gator. And hello again, everyone. Happy Tuesday. It is Halloween. So if you're at home right now, uh, make sure you get the radio and put it by the door so that we can scare everyone. All the kids walking up to the door right now, when they hear my voice, they will be frightened. And you can do that. If you are driving right now and listening to 103.1 and 1310 KFK, please be careful. Watch the little ones out there on the streets. Make sure your headlights are on. Drive slowly and uh, try to enjoy the night. I am Blake Olson along with Matt Gator. And Head Coach Ed Lamb from the University of Northern Colorado from the GOAT. We're going to talk about uh, this past weekend's game and get you ready for this Saturday's game against Idaho at Nottingham Field. It's Kids Day. Uh, make sure you come on out for that. Uh, by the way, we are giving away four tickets to the game coming up this weekend. Please take advantage of that. It should be nice weather. Uh, last I checked, come on out here to the GOAT. We're going to uh, draw... For those four tickets, a uh, uh, great package here. I think it's in the VIP section. Is that right, Matt? It is. It is. All right, good deal. What? What is the cold the zone VIP zone? I love it. UNC versus Idaho. All right, that's Matt Gator, the voice you just heard, and head coach Ed Lamb is here. Coach, uh, good to see you. Thanks. Good to be here. Appreciate I know. That. I know you get tired of me and tired of my face, so I apologize for that in advance. Um, but I know how hard you guys are working. And trying to figure this thing out, but I want to start tonight and talk about that first quarter in the first half at Montana, a very difficult place to win a football game. It doesn't matter how good you are, uh, but boy, I felt like your defense was outstanding, especially those first two quarters.
1: Uh, yep, the you know I think the whole team came uh, prepared mentally to fight. They came prepared to fight. They came prepared to. Uh, to win they expected to win and you know it showed up uh more on defense we're just more more prepared and and uh just on that side of the ball playing with more confidence right now than we are, are on offense but there's yeah i think we started out with five straight stops and uh you know, some a lot of big plays in there, a lot of highlights, a lot, a lot for the guys to be proud of and build on, and and yet you know in the end I think it's really important that the, the, you know that we're not in a mode where we're you know, pointing the finger at the offense and, oh if the offense would have just shown up you know we we played uh, we played a few too many series on defense sure we gave up a couple of offensive scores but we also gave up a lot of a lot of yards and we were not prepared to uh, to you know to play as well as Montana's defense is the easiest way that I can say it and so I think there's still a lot to accomplish. Uh, you know, for our our defensive guys and a lot of room to get better and improve in in order to get, you know, help lead toward an overall victory.
2: Coach, you kind of just brought this up, and I was going to ask about that, and I can't speak to this year, but in the past and my last couple seasons, mainly the 2019 season and the 2021 season, we had a good defense. Our offense just could never really get it going, and it felt like we dealt with that multiple games throughout the season. And so just speaking on my experience, it feels – in the past we it kind of got to that point throughout the season where we were struggling and the defense would start chirping the offense or getting on the offense. Like, Hey, like practices would get chippy. Like, why aren't you guys doing anything? We need, we need support. Why aren't you doing anything? Has that started to happen yet? Is that going on or how do you prevent that from happening and keeping everyone a team rather than during practice, it's offense versus defense.
1: Yeah, I think unfortunately uh, for me, that's going to be a little longer term. Um, yeah, I, I believe that a team's highest potential is when the leadership comes from within, and I, and I believe that a coach has to lead through his authentic personality. And so, for me, you know, um, composure is my mo. I want uh, to, I want to, I want to praise. I want to build people up. I want to take responsibility on myself. Uh, I think I think you guys have have seen that. I think anybody who's paid attention to to read or listen enough to to me talking about our team knows that that's my leadership personality. Uh, we we don't have a hundred percent buy in on that on our team right now and and you know that's that's something that I didn't foresee. I, I uh, in in the past you know just the the, the complete way that that uh, that I try to set myself up as being right there alongside the boys. I'm I'm in the weight room with them. They see me struggle. Uh, no matter what the record is, I'm in there. I'm in there smiling. I'm laughing. I'm working hard with them. I'm sweating. I run all year round with them. That usually has led to a group of guys that, that you know like closer to hundred percent will want to emulate my leadership style, and I'm not seeing that. And it and it's been that part's been frustrating. When I took the job, I took it, uh, promising that I would give everybody on the everybody on the roster the same shot. If they wanted to stay, they were welcome to stay. I didn't I didn't care what their talent level was like. I didn't care what had happened in the past. If they were eligible and they wanted to stay, I kept them on scholarship and I kept them on the team. And you know, as of right now, there's there's not enough guys who've met me halfway with that.
2: So, coach, you're kind of talking on some of that. I feel like that was a lot of that is the culture that you inherited. I feel like it's it's been a losing culture here at UNC. I hate to say it, that's it is what it is. I dealt with it. I was on that culture. How is that something that you come in and change? Is that something that can be changed, that should be expected to be changed in a year, or is it just a lengthy process, kind of like you just mentioned?
1: It's, it's, there's, there's absolutely uh, change coming. It's, there's a, you know, to, to put it in a phrase, a popular book a few years back, Tipping Point, and I, and I think that that's, you know, just all of a sudden when when when, the, when a high enough percentage of the team, and I'm not going to pretend here that I that I know the exact percentage or, or how close we are, but I know that, like, our, our freshman class, they're all they're fantastic students. Great in the weight room. They show up every day. They're coachable, you know. Those those guys, um, you know. And we've got a lot of underclassmen that are that are, you know, super uh, dedicated in that way. And they just when I when I when I look at them, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror in terms of approach, energy, attitude, tough mental toughness, and uh, and and I'm not giving up on on the guys on the team right now. That was my commitment. That was my commitment to Darren Dunn, to, to Andy Feinstein. I interviewed. Specifically toward that that uh, end, where hey, these guys have had a tough time at UNC. I understand the program that I'm taking over, and every one of these kids is going to get a shot, and I'm not going to give up on them. And, and I'm and I'm not. I'm, I'll show up today with a lot of energy. I'll show up tomorrow with a lot of energy. We'll do everything we can to prepare this team, build them up, build their confidence to compete and and beat the University of Idaho. And we'll do it week after week um, until the season's gone. But you know, I I, I can tell you that uh, there's. Um, there, there are some guys that haven't haven't met us halfway on that. Um,
0: yeah. At the same time, uh, for a lot of people who just see you on game day, you can see the shift in the composure. Uh, game days, uh, you haven't, you know, you haven't been the most penalized team, and and you can see some growth there. Do you feel that on um, game day?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I, I think i like to say. I mean, I, I'm. I'm uh, as often happens with coaching, i um, um, you know, I, I know that there's a small percentage of our guys that are holding themselves back, and unfortunately, like any, like any teacher, you know, my daughter's a teacher. Like we spend ninety percent of our time thinking about ten percent of the of the students, you know, and, and I, I want, I want that ten percent so badly to six and sixteen years from now look back and say, man, I'm so glad that Coach Lamb came to UNC changed my career changed my experience and i'm i'm succeeding now in part because of the things that i learned when
0: he was there through football and that's what i want well speaking on on that subject then uh, all your coaches talk about this the development of men yeah that is really your priority and at this level it's all, it's difficult to play in the NFL it's already difficult for FBS players uh to to find their way and and get paid to play football but at this level that has to be a priority for you number 1 and your coaching staff we hear it week in week out the wins will take care of itself but i mean that's the approach that you you've you've taken coming into this thing right
1: yeah no absolutely that's that's like i said that 's what i I, mm-hmm. uh, I interviewed under that platform its yeah. it 's what i 'm used to it 's how i 'm built it 's the only way I want to be successful. I had no desire to come in here. Uh, cut all the cut all the players who aren't good enough to win mm-hmm. a championship right away. Cut all the guys who have been problems academically, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I wanted to come in and inspire every single player on the roster to be better than they than they were. And it's a it's a little bit of a longer term fix, but I believe it's it's the more complete fix. And I and I, I can't wait to prove that to everybody who cares about UNC football uh, that it is coming. And yet I I can own it. Like I, I'm a big believer that organizations are perfectly designed for the results that they get and the results that we've gotten are completely unacceptable, and, I, and I'll own that, but I also want to get um, some credit when things turn around and we're winning like I know we will uh, for having built it the right way, the long-term way, and, and believed. The, the, the default for me is to believe in everybody that's on the team. And Coach, I,
2: I definitely think that that change and shift will come here sooner rather than later for UNC football. I want to change course a little bit, though. And that's more of a kind of specific question. There was a couple times throughout the game where, and this is not just you guys that do it. It feels like it's everyone that does it now. It was third and half a yard, and you guys are in shotgun. And I I don't remember what the play was. That's just something I, as coming from my perspective as a former lineman, former center, I hate that. I, I always hated teams going shotgun on third and one or less. What what is the reason for that? Why do you, we you guys do that? Why do teams do that and not just get under center, try to get that half yard needed?
1: Yeah, it's a fair it's a fair criticism because it, it didn't work, right? Like if it would have worked, then, yeah, then, then there's no criticism. it's <laughs> yeah. not, it's not yep. valid. But <laughs> right. you know the, the old question, hey coach. I'm just wondering why you didn't do the thing that would have worked every time. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> so uh, um, you've paid attention, and, and I respect your question. Like we tip, typically, like we're probably at seventy, eighty percent a, a QB sneak under center yeah. uh, in that situation. We've got big quarterbacks where we practice that play often, and yet, uh, you know, I think if you do it hundred percent of the time, there's 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 potential for failure. You know, a lot of the NFL teams are trying to copy. The Eagles' success with that, thinking that it's more of a scheme thing, right? Um, what would, but they, what would they you don't call that play? That success. <laughs> just, just out of curiosity, what That's
0: would you call that play joke. that the Eagles run? Yeah, what do you call that, Coach? Yeah, we, well,
1: we yeah. I, I don't want to say what we call it because we, we call it on the line. Gotcha. I, okay, I don't, gotcha. I don't okay. think That's... anybody in, in Idaho is listening, but still. But, but uh, yeah, so we, we, we call it a <laughs> – we call it an everyday, normal uh, gotcha. a, a noun. Uh, it's a thing for us, and it, it really has no...
0: Gator it, calls it the tush bush. He, he hates when I call ev- it the tush bush. Ev- everyone calls it the tush bush, yeah. and I told him tush has no no place in football. I'm yeah, sorry, we, don't, okay? we don't call it that. Uh, <laughs> okay, thank you. But I recognize that. And, right, exactly. Yeah, I digress. And, I'm sorry. And so you've seen
1: a ton of NFL teams try to copy their success, and, yep. and they're not getting it, because right. it's not just the... It's never just the play call, and mm-hmm. so... So the the idea behind uh, that play call, if you noticed, we went we number one we went quickly, so we wanted to catch the defense on their heels a little bit in th- on third and short, which uh, a lot of times defenses are trying to get into a little more intricate play call it takes a little longer to call it, maybe even try to get some substitutes. Number two, it had a, a run pass option on it, and mm-hmm. we feel good about you know Serm's ability to to pull uh, those when the defense is playing too far off, and, and the defense didn't give that, and they bl- they brought the exact pressure. You know their guess uh, was better. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a, an educated guess. I mean, I'll give them credit for their guess, but but they brought the exact pressure that needed to stop that specific play. Uh, it, it wasn't. And the reason I say it wasn't an educated guess is because we don't run that play in short yardage. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was our change-up, right. and it didn't work. And we got to own that. And I, mm-hmm. I certainly
0: will own that and say I, I wish I would have done the other thing, the thing that would have worked <laughs> <Right>. every time. <laughs> exactly. Well, Gator also educated me uh, that they call it the. Brotherly shove since it's Philadelphia now. So okay, I like um, that. yeah, I do too. See that that works for me. You know, it's more football ish. Coach on defense, uh, Marcus Howard got to the quarterback a couple of times. That was great to see. Redshirt uh, freshman, I believe he's still a redshirt freshman. I don't think he's a sophomore. Um, right. But uh, Sammy Aiyangi uh, Amatunai did a great job up front along with uh, Michael Jordan the third can yeah. Talk about the defensive line there early on.
1: Can I just give give uh, credit to a heck of an effort on um, trying to pronounce oh. Sam's, Sam's <laughs> name? Yeah. It's only taken me yeah. 10 weeks. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> he's been killing it.
0: Yeah. I'm trying. Well, yeah. thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you speak Tongan, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come to you from from here on out when I get stuck. Yeah. Now, right now we have, what, two or three? Brooks is pretty easy. Yeah, Maile, Yeah, Maile
1: and the L is a, is with a D in, uh, in in the Tongan language, so, it's, so yep. it sounds more like Maile. Uh, That's all. Okay, yeah, Maide. Yep. And, and that,
0: then, was, that was because your uh, roommates or your teammates at uh, BYU? Yeah, I, I grew up with a lot of
1: Tongans, and then, mm-hmm. you know, at some at, at a certain point at BYU, I was around it so often that I, I just thought it would be smart, to you know, when hearing the language every day to, yeah. to begin to study it. And so I just set aside... Like 20 minutes every morning. It's the first thing I did in the morning. Uh, That's awesome. And uh, just, it was kind of like a, like to me, it felt like a, like a Sudoku or, you know, reading you yeah. know, at other times I've read, uh, read right. in the morning. Or, you know, and it just, this just became a thing for about a six, seven year period where I was really working hard at it. And That's so started cool. started to listen to I it, in, it. In, in vehicles and stuff. Yeah. So it's Yungi Amituanai. Okay. Yeah.
0: Amitui yeah. Amituanai. Yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> I've I, I butchered it for ten weeks. Yeah. Okay. Then, I'm going to uh, get that recording. He, he's right got he to stop
2: making plays. Right. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He's, he's, he's making it hard on on us. See, so he, he. Yeah. Go ahead. He I'm and sorry. MJ
1: uh, Michael Jordan did uh, they, they had their best game inside. Yeah. They really did an excellent job up the middle. That was where the defense started for us. Where those those two guys up the middle, Marcus Howard, tremendous player, NFL potential. Um, and just a, the, the, the approach of those three guys, the way they lift, the way they practice, the way they meet, how coachable they are, they're just just solid, solid guys.
0: These are the kind of guys that we've got to build around. We need more of them. All business. Love it. Alright, when we come back on the UNC Coaches Show, we're going to talk to the coach about uh, the University of Idaho who comes to Greeley this weekend. One of the best teams in the country. UNC will try to knock them off. We'll continue from the goat and West. Greeley, come on out. We're giving away prizes including uh, four tickets to this weekend's game later in the show. Jacob Stanton, a linebacker who has played so well this season. What a story. The transfer from Colorado State University. will talk to him. Stay with us on 103.1 and 1310 KFK for the UNC Coaches Show. And welcome back to the GOAT in West Greeley on 103.1 and 1310 KFK. Blake Olson along with Matt Gator and Head coach Ed Lamb from the University of Northern Colorado. Big weekend coming up. It's Kids Day at Nottingham Field on the campus of UNC. One of the best teams in the country again. We, I think we say that every weekend. And Idaho coming off a huge victory over Montana State. What a game. They have been involved in two crazy games. First, Montana week before they played the bears montana wins that game and then idaho defeats montana state so we know how good mccoy is as a quarterback coach he's what what we call a plus one now um he has he can run get out of the pocket he can throw the ball but he's he is a playmaker isn't he
1: absolutely yep he, uh, he's got the uh, ability to beat you with his uh, arm ability to beat you with his feet uh plays a really smart game intelligent game gets gets his team in and out of the correct plays um, uh, RPO game is another option for him. Uh, yeah, really, really good. And he's got—it's probably the best backfield we've faced with, when you consider the running back and the quarterback mm. together. And uh, one of the top receiver cores, certainly in the in the conference, which makes it one of the top receiver cores in the country. All right.
2: coach. I know you're not one to make excuses based on the schedule and who we're having to play, but it is again playing another top five team in the FCS. Does this feel like it's one of the harder schedules that you've ever had to play?
1: yeah well yes and it's exactly why i came to unc right like you know like that's that's my the 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 biggest accomplishment for me in coaching was you know to take a team that that you know in in a universe that nobody believed in and and become big sky champions and that's that's what unc has right now that's that's out in front of unc so um yeah this is exactly what i wanted exactly what i expected i know how good the big sky is i know firsthand how good the big sky is and and when UNC breaks through and we win that thing, then they're all going to say, "Well, oh, it's a down year for the Big Sky," because UNC <laughs> won it. And I can't wait to hear that That's criticism.
0: Right. Sounds like a T-shirt. Exactly. You yeah. know, <laughs> we're we're, we're going to bring
1: about a down year for the Big Sky very soon. I
0: love it. I love it, Coach. Um, when you look at the defense from Idaho, a defensive line pretty impressive as well. Yeah. If you if you watch the Montana State game and the Montana game, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're they're outstanding up front. Uh, they got the, the, on the back end. They've got uh, some really quick secondary players at corner. They match up in a lot of man to man coverage. They play a, a coverage that we call a four press or quarters press. So they, they'll, they'll do a lot of press or lock with their uh, with their corners on the outside and then try to you know, essentially mm-hmm. double team the inside receivers. puts a lot of pressure on the, on the offense to execute uh, well and and get the get the ball rolling. We, we're going to have to be balanced. We're going to have to be able to run the ball and throw the ball with equal efficiency in order to have an opportunity in the game to win coach i
2: want to ask a little bit about hayden hatton the star receiver for idaho he's averaging i think 80 yards per game right now had a a great catch in that game against montana state what's the plan to try and kind of corral him
1: yeah uh you know most of his uh, most dangerous um, catches are, are off schedule I think when uh, when the quarterback needs a bailout guy he's gonna he's gonna look to he's gonna look to uh, to Hatton he's gonna look to number 80 and uh, that's so we we've, we've got to make sure and and uh, keep the quarterback uh, on schedule we've got to make sure and get the, get the ball out on time we've got to make sure and get people in in his face and then I you know I like I like our secondary I like the way they cover so we're not you know we're, we're not in the habit of uh, saying well here's the other team's best player he's a really good player and then how do we you know how do we double team him? That's the you know that's the problem. I think sometimes it's kind of easy to say oh you know why don't you put a double team on him you know that's kind of <laughs> uh, you know okay well yeah. who are we who do we not cover then <laughs> yep. because if you if you put you know it's eleven on eleven they're not going to give us a twelfth guy so if you put two on him, then who do you not cover and and uh, you know that that's it's simple math but, and and there there are ways to do double coverage like you know and I've, and I've been around that but against a balanced football team that's got a lot of good players, uh, double covering is not an option.
2: Especially with the quarterback that can move.
0: Yes, no doubt. We see it every weekend, another targeting over the weekend with Dustin Johnson. I I didn't have a chance to talk to you about this after the game. Your thoughts on the targeting with with Johnson. Obviously, uh, Dustin was frustrated. He doesn't know what he should do. But tell us about the call and your feelings on that and uh, I'm sure an educational opportunity.
1: Yeah, c- uh, correct call if, if you happen to see me during the game talking to the official for a long time during the whole exchange yes. and the replay itself uh, I was not in any way uh, arguing the call. In fact, when, when he came over to communicate that they were going to shut down the game because the replay official wanted to take another look at it, I said I saw it too and it's not, not the way we teach tackling. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, The hitting is out of the game. So if you don't, to me if, it, what I tell our players, if you don't wrap up and take a guy down and tackle him, then then you're, you're at risk for targeting because the officials nowadays are just going to try to take the hitting out of the game. So I thought it was the correct call. The only thing, just, just pet peeve side note, the only thing I don't like right now about the way that, that, that uh, people are doing um, the instant replay or the, the replay officials is they're not showing the fans and they're not showing the coaches. And I don't know why we need to do that in the dark. I don't know why that needs to be done behind closed doors. Like uh, you know, uh, the the coaches are exposed, the players are exposed, the officials on the field are exposed. Uh, what protects these guys? Uh, you know, they're not the Wizard of Oz. Let's get let's get the feed up on the jumbotron and let everybody see it. And uh, why and, not? Yeah, and in this case, it was the right call and an opportunity for us to teach all of our players. But I just don't like that it's it's not shown. So how did I'm off my soapbox? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you.
2: How did losing? dustin johnson in the first half of that game maybe have an impact on the defensive secondary throughout the remainder of the game
1: well we lost uh you know justin's our starting strong safety we lost our second strong safety on thursday uh, last week and so rocco Treori was not available for the game he you know he limped around and and was doing some punt catching for us because he's our best punt catcher he obviously wasn't going to be very dangerous in that role but with blake out and uh, and rocco hobbled it still our best option was to have rocco out there and try to catch what he could just to get the ball possessed you know um so that uh, obviously put us down to our third strong safety in that situation we lost Tizell early in the game to a concussion so we lost our 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 best corner and uh you know so very quickly we're down in the secondary we also lost you notice our starting nickel noah mangum went out last week in practice on on tuesday and so we were we were down three of our top uh, defensive backs, and that no. was that was a struggle for us.
0: It, it, I think you let's see. Three weeks ago, I counted it. There were eight or nine guys who started three weeks ago who didn't start over the weekend. I think that's yeah. pretty close to what we're looking at.
1: Yeah, we've really had buzzard's luck, uh, you know, with with regard to injuries. I don't think we've had more injuries than anybody else but we've had several stack up at the same position right and uh you know the the, the the four season enders two offensive linemen two defensive linemen that all would have been you know starters and key key guys for yep. us that that one's hurt all season long from the beginning and then to have all those injuries stack up here in the secondary before the Montana game was was not a good thing for us
0: okay coach we're gonna let you go but before that uh how's Hank Gibbs doing yeah,
1: he's good. He's, he wasn't available to practice today, but uh, he's you know he's he's healthy. He's healthy. He's going to be fine. Good and uh, and, and hopeful for everybody. Hopeful for Blake, uh, for the game. Blake, Hank, uh, Rocco, uh, Noah, Tyzel. Uh, we're hopeful for all those guys.
0: Coach, once again, very insightful. We really appreciate your honesty and everything uh, that you said tonight. This is to me, this is one of the best coaches shows that we have had, and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, uh, considering our <laughs> record. <laughs> That's that's like
1: a huge compliment, and uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Anybody is still listening to this thing. Anybody would want to hear me speak. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's all it is. Maybe they're they're just kind of in for some gore, some kind of macabre uh, instinct to to hear the coach that hasn't got a win yet
0: speak. Well, you you deserve a dub. You do. We we appreciate you. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll talk to you on Saturday. Okay, thank you. All right, Coach Lamb, Ed Lamb from the University of Northern Colorado and the Bears as they go for their first win coming up this Saturday at Nottingham against Idaho. Uh, Matt and I will come back from the GOAT in West Greeley as Jacob Stanton, the linebacker, will join us as our special guest. Stay with us on 103.1 and 13.10 KFKA. Happy Halloween. Boom. Welcome back to the GOAT in West Greeley on 103.1 and 13.10 KFKA. It's the UNC Coaches Show. Head Coach Ed Lamb. We just got uh, done talking to Coach Lamb as the Bears get ready for the University of Idaho. Coming up this Saturday, it's Kids Day. Uh, kickoff 1 o'clock pregame show on 103.1 and 1310 KFK at noon. Matt Gator and myself, we will have that for you. And our special guest is Jacob Stanton. And this is amazing, Jacob. I think you're the first guy to come back here two times. Congratulations. (laughs) Hey, uh,
3: thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Your uh, season this year has been memorable, to say the least. Once again, we talked to you last year how you transferred from CSU, I think, what was that, a year and a half ago, two years? Yep, two. And here you are. Making a name for yourself here in Greeley, FCS football at Northern Colorado, just playing your tail off, man. Yep. And over the weekend at Montana, wow, was it 14 tackles, Fourteen. career high, right? Yep. yep. Why are you playing so well?
3: Uh, I mean, it is my last year, so I'm kind of just giving it my all. But uh, our coaches put in a good game plan, and you know, I put in the time to know what I'm doing out there, and I just go out and execute.
2: I don't even. I'm going to say something more of a story. I don't know if I have a question to follow. We'll just we'll see where we end All up right. with this. Yeah, let's. But do that. Stand, a former teammate of mine. I think it was his first year here. My last year here. He's uh-huh. one of those guys that, as a o- former offensive lineman, I feel like I say that enough, but have to preface it. He. I had a, a love-hate relationship with him. He's,
1: oh, he, I can he, imagine.
2: He, he played very hard. But as a linebacker, we, we always got into it a couple of times. He's one of those guys, he plays really downhill. We were always buttonheads, heads, always getting into it with each other. And I was like, why are you going so hard? Why are you doing this? And he's like, I'm, you're doing the same thing. And it's like, I... <laughs> yeah, you're right, but let's, well, let's calm down. We're, we're in practice. But he's, he's a guy that is playing all out, all the time, practice game, doesn't really matter. So I guess the question that I will ask to follow up doesn't have anything to do with the story. I just sure. wanted to tell the story. That's what awesome. are your plans after football?
3: Uh, just right now, you know, I'm just focusing on getting that first win, man. I uh, all I can think about is is trying to go one and zero for the week. Uh, trying to trying to kind of keep out the whole, you know, record. I just go one and zero for the week. That's all I think about, man. So as of right now, I don't really have any plans after the season. Uh, just like I said, just focusing on football right
0: now. How tough is it when you're a college football player? You expect you most every one of these guys, your teammates, was a star in high school mm-hmm. or one of the stars. You're playing at the highest level in FCS football, one of the best, if not the best conference. Yep. And you continue to lose. Your expectations are high. I mean, it, it would be easy to get after each other, wouldn't it? Sure, yep. How do you prevent that from happening?
3: Uh, I think uh, I think we just kind of... Stay together, man. I know. I know. Me as a player, especially being an older guy, I I, I, know, I have a lot of good relationships with a lot of the players, and uh, I always, you know, just trying to keep us together, keep us together. And, and I I feel like it's it's working, man. Like this team is. Uh, I tell a lot of my uh, teammates all the time. This is my favorite team I've ever played with. Is that right? Oh yeah. Just just yeah. the bond that I have with these guys. It's uh, it's great. something special, man. And you know. I think we all expect to win, and we all go out there and do our best. It's, you know, it sucks to fall short, but you know, being as tight-knit as we are, uh, there's never any doubt on this team. So
2: so right now, with this being your last year of college football, you have three games left. Aside from winning, because I know obviously want to win all three, want to go 1-0 each week, but aside from winning, what do you want the most out of the rest of the season and out of these three games remaining? Oh, that's a
3: tough question.
2: Uh, I mean...
0: <laughs> Answer it right now! <laughs>
2: uh,
3: like I said, I know we're just trying to win a game, but if I was just to not do that, I guess, it's just hanging out with the guys, man. You know, I, I love the camaraderie I got with the fellas. You know, I'm always having people over at my house just hanging out and, you know, just kind of building that bond that we already have. Uh, just, uh, yeah, just hanging out with the guys, man. I, I know after... I, I talk with some former players like you, and it's just you can't really get that same vibe, uh, you know, when you get out of playing football. It's just, yeah. you know, you're, you're looking for that camaraderie with people. You just can't really find it. So I guess that's what I'm looking forward to the most.
0: Well, you're cherishing Every moment, not only yeah, uh, absolutely, and yeah. you can and you, you yeah. can see it when you walk out onto the the practice field. I yeah, mean, you were dialed in. Yep. those practices for you are are, are like games. Aren't yeah. They? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> it's uh, it's a mentality, man. I've been telling myself all year. Uh, it's it's you just got to get it ingrained in your head. Um, you know, I try and be the, one of those guys that brings a lot of energy to practice, mm-hmm. and uh, and I feel like. You know, you bring energy to the practice, the practice just gets way better. You know, people are actually having fun and not dreading it. It's uh, mm-hmm. The experience for everybody else is a lot better if you be that guy to to bring the juice a little
2: bit, you know, so. So I think coming into the season, just based on the depth chart, I don't think you were projected to be one of those guys no. on the defense. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the guy no. on the <sighs> defense. How did that come about? How have you kind of... Come into this role and just embracing it,
3: uh, I mean, like I just said man it's uh, it 's a mindset that i've that i 've kind of learned you know <laughs> i mean i 'm twenty four here so i 've had a lot of <laughs> i 've had a lot of time you know i 've done my scout team like it's it 's one of those things it 's like you just got to believe in yourself and uh, and really just stick with it and uh, just persevere man there 's always going to be some uh, some backlash you got to go after some adversity you got to kind of fight through and you know that's just what I did and I believed in myself and you know here I am
2: so is this your sixth or seventh year then Six. So you're kind of kind of dealing <laughs> you with. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of dealing with the same thing you're I dealt with. You're the compliance guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, should, I should know that. I I don't keep everyone memorized on the top of my head, because I, I had a seventh year. Yeah. So it'll be one less for you. But do you ever have a hard time kind of connecting with some of your younger teammates, the freshmen on the team that were? I, I hate to say this. They were they were in seventh uh, grade. When, your senior year of high school. When I
3: have teammates tell me that they were born in 2005, it's. Uh, <laughs> And I was born in 99. So it's like, it's hard to believe that sometimes. Uh, But to answer your question, Gator, like sometimes I do find it kind of difficult to connect with some of those younger players, man. But at the end of the day, we're all football players, you know, you always have something in common. You Play football. So. I'm only
0: uh, 40 years older than both of you guys, and I, you <laughs> know, I feel like you know I connect with you. <laughs> well, what kind of uh, excuses are you guys make? <laughs> Listen, we're going to uh, go to break and come back with linebacker Jacob Stanton. Uh, before we do that, what did you uh, what did you used to dress up for on Halloween when uh, you were a kid, Jacob?
3: I remember. Uh, dressing up as, I think it was Luke Skywalker. Nice. Yeah, it was well, a Jedi. You were a Jedi? Yeah.
0: Okay, don't confuse me with all that stuff. My <laughs> older son, I can't keep it straight. I don't It's know Star to... Wars. Oh, is that Star Wars? Yep, okay. yep. So that's not Captain Kirk, right? No. no. Okay. Star Trek. Star <laughs> that's Trek. Star Trek. Okay, I know I can go to Gator for all if, that if stuff. My, <laughs> if my dad was listening, he would
2: be real upset with you right now. Yeah.
0: Wait, why isn't he listening? What, what, what are you doing? You he might be. Him. My mom's
2: listening for okay. sure. I don't right. know about my dad.
0: All right. Happy Halloween. We're going to come back with Jacob Stanton. He has had an unbelievable month, really, at linebacker. We're going to come back with more on the UNC Coaches Show from the GOAT, and I think we're going to give away these tickets now with Jacob. You're listening to 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the GOAT in West Greeley on 1031 and 1310 KFK, home of the Northern Colorado Bears. Blake Olson, along with Matt Gator. You can listen to us beginning at noon on Saturday, Kids Day at Nottingham Field for, let's see, what are we in? Week 10 of fcs college football right yep and jacob stanton uh star linebacker is here with us for the second time in two years first player to make (laughs) it here to the goat for the second time of his career so he's uh he uh, accomplished a record there and also had a career day <laughs> with 14 tackles. What else are we missing? A pass breakup. What else did you do on, on Saturday? The sack. Oh, he was. Forgot he made, about he made the sure sack. to get that one in there. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> of course. you got to do that. And Jacob is rounding out his career at Northern Colorado. Just a great young man, and we appreciate him being here yep. uh, this evening. Thank uh, you. Three
2: interceptions on the year? Two. 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 Okay. I don't know why I was trying to make it three. But,
0: no, that's, that is amazing. Why is it
2: not three? It's about to be. Oh, I
0: love okay. it. There we go. Now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> nice segue to talk about uh, Idaho. They are uh, talented, explosive, yep. very athletic. Starts with the quarterback. And uh, you saw uh, last year yeah. at Kibbe Dome how, how, how talented they are. Tell us about Idaho.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, that, uh, that offense is uh, explosive. Saw it last year. You know, um, they kind of – they just – they do a great job. They are coached well, and, you know, they not only can you not only can they beat you in the pass, but they can also beat you in the run. They're a w- mm-hmm. very well-balanced
2: team. Uh, you know, just going to be a good one. So what do you guys need to do defensively? And I kind of asked Coach Lamb this too, to get a stop, especially against Hayden Hatton. You're not going to be in much coverage against him, I hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what do you need to try and do to get your defense together? You guys have been playing lights out but just to kind of keep it going throughout the game.
3: I think we just need to trust the process, uh, trust what our coaches are putting in for us as far as a game plan this week, and uh, just go out and execute. And I think that should be more than enough.
0: Coach talked about this uh, in the last half hour, how he wants this to be a program where guys like you, even though you only played for a season Mm -hmm. under Coach Lamb and this staff, he wants you to be able to come back in 10 years and say, hey, you know, that was a good experience. Despite yeah. not winning a lot of football games, tell us why this was a good experience for you. I mean, I'm sure you had great experiences with Coach McCaffrey as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, I think my playing time definitely has a role in that. I definitely get a lot more playing time this year um, just to be able to go out there and help my team win. Uh, That, you know, means the world to me, so you got that, and and like I said previously, uh, you know, this is one of my favorite teams I've ever played with, so, you know, the record's tough, but, but, you know, the guys that I'm doing this with, I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else, so.
0: Seven years in college football, when you look back at it. Six. Oh, six, six. six. Yeah. I apologize. I'm looking at <laughs> gamers, so I get confused with that. <laughs> All right, Six, easy. seven, <laughs> <Easy>. <laughs> um, When you look, I apologize. When you look back at your career and you have children one day, what will you remember most? Which stadium uh, atmosphere yeah. other than at home uh, did you play in that, that you'll remember most?
3: No. Honestly, the Big Sky's got a lot of cool stadiums. Yeah, I think. Uh, definitely. Obviously, playing at Montana um, was pretty cool. Uh, I went to a junior day back in high school, and I remember just being like, "Wow, this is really cool." So, getting a chance to play in that was was awesome. Um, I think I've never played <laughs> in a dome before, right. and uh, playing at the Kibby Dome last year. Uh, was a, a really cool experience, just as far as the atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm it pretty loud sure it was there. their homecoming too. Yeah, so, it was. And that crowd's right behind you, and they're, yeah. and, you know, they're doing their thing behind you the whole time. So, yeah, uh, there's there's just been a lot of cool places I've I've been just really fortunate to uh, be able to travel around with just the guys that I love playing with, man, and just enjoying the game of football. So, now, we're still
2: a couple weeks away from this, but have you played at NAU yet? I have not. So uh-uh. that that one at higher elevation, it's at like seventy two hundred feet. Okay. I remember going into that game, people were talking about the elevation. I was like mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it. I'm yeah. from Colorado, like I have yeah. lived here my whole life. Elevation not gonna be a problem. Nope. one drive into the half of a drive into the game it that, that, that elevation yeah. changes, bro. I was like, "Oh, okay." It's a three thousand foot difference. I I noticed it. I, d- so I didn't know
3: that. I didn't know they were at a higher elevation. Well, like you, know,
2: you know it now. So, so start. It's a good heads up there. <laughs>
0: that's where everyone in Phoenix escapes to. They, yeah, they, they they go to, to, to Flagstaff flag so they can they can feel the cool air. Yeah. You know and you bring up a good point. The Big Sky Conference very underrated. Yeah. Uh, Everyone talks about the Mountain West Conference. No no question about it. the beauty and the places that you travel sure. through there when, when you played at yep. CSU. But the Big Sky Conference, man, just some of the most scenic places in the world. Yeah. And you get to see the beauty, even though sometimes at Idaho State, they've renovated that place. Yeah. And and that that's an underrated place to play a football game as I well. I agree.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, just the dome atmosphere is pretty yeah. cool, honestly. It is. It is. I've, uh I've been in a like a practice bubble, but besides sure. that, I've never played football on a dome.
0: Let like me guess. That. You've been at the family sports yeah. practice bubble. You know it. <laughs> you know it. Yep. He, he played yep. at Chaparral <laughs> High School, so everyone knows, everyone about, knows. about the uh, family sports practice yeah. bubble. You yeah. know I'm sold the Broncos. Used to when it started to rain, uh-huh. I was covering the Broncos in the 90s, those two Super Bowl championship teams, when it started to rain or snow, they would get in buses uh-huh. and they would go to family <laughs> sports. And there was absolutely no room in that place. Oh. By the way, that's adjacent to the Avalanche uh, workout facility, which as far as I know, they're still there. Is that right? Yeah, I, I'm Mike not sure they're Mike, uh, are the Avalanche, are they still in family sports? Family sports, the Avalanche. Do they still work out there? I still can't believe they're they're working that. out there. That's ridiculous. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, I got the number one Avs fan probably yeah. on the football team. You need to know that. I didn't know that. There you go. I had no idea. If, if they're playing a game, you're gonna. See, he's in a McKinnon jersey. He's a yeah. bigger
0: Avalanche fan than you. I, uh,
2: maybe I think a I'm a big Avs fan, but he, he might right beat there. he might beat me there. Yeah.
0: Why? What? What makes them so good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're
3: they're. I mean, they are stacked. They have two players in the top Kale ten. Bacar. Kale Makar. Kale Makar. They go. have three players in the top ten. <laughs> really, it should be four if Landis Scog's healthy, but wow. we don't want to. Where, <laughs> where does
0: Peter Forsberg stack up in the all-time greats for the Avalanche? He's got to be number one, he's up doesn't there.
3: he? He's up there. Come my, uh, on. I you kind of
0: look like Peter Forsberg. I, yeah, I've, I've gotten that before. <laughs> I bet you have. My, uh, my mom's got a
3: Forsberg jersey at, at home. and she? she knows yeah. he's number one. Yeah, 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 my mom's a huge Avs fan, too. So she's actually got season tickets. I see. Yeah, well, so she goes all the time. I don't
0: know what's wrong with you and Gator, man, but you guys, man, you like hockey more than anything. <laughs> I. Hockey, is,
3: hockey, I think uh, I, I always tell myself if I was to play a different sport than football, it would be hockey, even though I've never played hockey in
2: my life. <laughs> I was going to ask him a trivia question. He knew. He apparently knew what it was, and he already answered it. Oh, yeah, ask matter? what sport you would play if it, it wasn't was football. It was hockey. It hockey. Yep. was
0: hockey. Well, you, you'd you make a good defenseman. There's, there's no question about that. Jacob, thank you very much for dropping yeah, by thank you. for the second time yep. in two years. Jacob Stanton wearing number 56. Yes, sir. Looks like Lawrence Taylor out there. I kid you not. Play, uh, wait, Matt, I'll tell you who Lawrence Taylor is later. Okay, all, all you all right, Not that you Yep, dating myself again. Thanks a lot, Jacob. (laughs) Matt, thank you. Uh, you, Let's get it going. Let's get a win coming up this Saturday at Nottingham Field at UNC. We will see you there. Gator and I will have the pregame show at noon, kickoff at 1 o'clock on 1031 and 1310 KFKA. For the big Star Trek and Star Wars fan, Micah Kilpatrick back at the mothership. Uh, Thank you very much, Micah, for producing this show once again. I'm Blake Olson. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon.